Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Welcome back. Hello. How are we all? Very well, thank you. Yes, great, great. What are you drinking, Paul? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. We're having a drift from Domain mm. Asmara, which is a little winery in Heathcote. And it came with a cork, which was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> um, but luckily we still had a bottle opener, so here we are enjoying it. Uh, I found out because I listen to other people who drink wine a lot in America that Durif is referred to as Petit Syrah in America. Oh, really? Referred to as Durif, I think, in Australia and possibly South Africa. Yep. There you go. Well, there Didn't you go. Didn't know what Petit Syrah is, but now we do. It's Durif. Thanks for that. And Schmidty, you're on the Pims and Dry by the looks of that. I am. I'm drinking. I've gone old school Schmidty. <laughs> Back to one of my original drinks, and I've got Pims and Dry. I even went personally to the uh, Dan Murphy's to get some dry ginger ale and Pims for today because I thought I'll just, you know, start there because uh, I need to pace myself a bit, I think. (laughs) (laughs) If I had have gone back to one of my old drinks, one of my favourites was when I was at uni, they had a cheap alternative to Malibu, which was called... Grunter's Wipeout. So it was like a coconut-based yeah. <laughs> poor man's cousin of Malibu. And we used to mix that with pineapple juice and then, you know, take it in like large volumes out to parties. And you'd come back and you were so sticky because invariably you would have, you know, spilt the pineapple oh. juice all over you. It was just vile. But that would How be, much if I come and I turn over saying, oh, I'm just having a Grunter's Wipeout and pineapple juice. <laughs> you know, that was one of my old drinks. <laughs> It's Malibu. Malibu is a rum base, isn't yeah, it? Coconutty, you know, it tastes like yeah. a holiday. <laughs> tastes, tastes like summer. Surface paradise um, in 1988, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tastes like reef tanning oil. Correct. It certainly <laughs> smells like it. Um, wouldn't that then be a poor man's pina colada? Yes, I think so. Whoa. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. couple of ingredients missing, but I think it's, you know, based on the general, you know, summer holiday cocktail kind of thing but yeah I've had a pina colada and it was not a <laughs> it was somewhat didn't better. taste like a grunter's wipeout grunter's wipeout I mean even the, I mean, name, the name I mean where did they get grunters from I mean even if they just had called it wipeout you know mm. but, oh gosh I will never forget that grunter's wipeout yuck yes. anyway well I don't even know that grunter's wipeout is available at the Dan's Mur- Dan Murphy's, but the next time I go, I shall have a look for it for your old time's sake. Like, to be fair, I haven't looked into it either, but perhaps I should. <laughs> and I could do like a walk down the other aisles and go and visit my old friend Southern Comfort who didn't give me any oh. comfort at all. Oh. Or maybe a bit of Midori and milk just to settle the stomach because, you know, you don't oh. always want to have it with lemonade. When I think about what we used to drink for a dollar at like RSLs, I'm just... I'm amazed that we can drink milk. I cannot imagine Midori and milk go well without curdling. Well, it was like a milkshake. I don't know how they ever served it quickly. I didn't have it often, but I've definitely had it. 
it was more often that you'd have it like in a, an illusion or something that was a bit more looked like a green soft drink but I have had it with milk. yeah <laughs> well my nieces are very fond of Japanese slippers oh yes What's in that? Yeah, I, I can't too. remember. I know it's a Midori cocktail, but I don't know what's in it. Midori, and I think it could be lime, lime juice. That it's very acidic. Sophisticated Horrible. compared to what I was drinking. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The, you know, the, the drinking of this day and age, I, like you, had a little bit of a southern comfort period um, from the time I was about 19 to 20. I don't think it lasted much longer than that. Oh, no. I think my period probably lasted from, you know, Let's see, maybe year twelve, and it probably and it ended in a paddock <laughs> somewhere where I wasn't feeling yes. terribly terribly well, and I don't know that it ever sort of made an appearance after that without me, oh, feeling very yeah. unwell. It's not my friend. Mine ended. Mine ended with me sleeping in the back of a Mazda three two three, because I was I went to someone's twenty first somewhere, and I'd been invited, and I was excited to go, and then I forgot all about it, and I was tidying my bedroom up. And this is like, uh, I don't know, it must have been at, say, 7 or 8 o'clock at night on a Saturday night, and I found the invite and I realised it was that night. <laughs> and it was down past Geelong, this party. And so I ran into the front room and I said to Mum and Dad, I'm supposed to be at that 21st right now. I've got to go. And they were like, oh, okay. So I just grabbed my a pillow and in my duvet. And you're dressing and down. <laughs> No, I didn't have one in those days. I'm not as sophisticated as I am now. And um, grabbed my uh, a bottle of Southern Comfort and a race down to, in those days, there was the only shop open. It was a 24-hour chemist in Mini Pond. Picked up a bottle of perfume as a gift and then hightailed it down the, I don't know what road it was, Ballarat Road probably or Geelong Road because it was before any, yeah, before any significant freeways or anything that made it easy. And I think I got there at like, 11 o'clock at night party was in full swing and so I felt the need to catch up with my southern comfort oh dangerous catch up always bad I just remember waking up in the back of the car I don't know what time I'd gone to bed maybe four or something and it was the sun was streaming in and it was summer so the car was heating up fast and all the parishioners because oh. I'd forgotten that this house was three doors down from a church and all the parishioners were showing up to go to church and they were parking on either side of me in my car, <laughs> looking in the window at this young girl asleep in the back seat. Oh, that was a bit embarrassing. Um, but classy. That's the things you do in your youth, yeah. All right, so hmm. I suppose we should introduce ourselves. Okay. I'm Schmitty. I'm Clarky. And I'm Swanee. And, and together... Are. Trial by wine. Trial by wine. (laughs) Seamless. Perfect. So who's got a story for this week? Me, me, me. I have one. Carla's up. Now it does involve murder. So (gasps) I guess we need to tread with a little bit more respect than perhaps we have (laughs) in some of our other uh, podcasts. But uh, it's out of the U.S., and uh, I'm going to title it this. Title it. it was How a Social Media Feud Led to the Murder of a Young Tennessee Couple. Of a couple? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. I remember oh, what you said last week, Clarky. America. Guns are fun, apparently. Okay. Anyway. Now, there are lots <laughs> of different sort of layers to this story. So in trying to tell it, what I'm going to do is try and go back to sort of the beginning 
and give you an idea about, you know, who our major players are and how they came to be in this particular town. So we need to go back to 2005 and we have a family, a daughter and her mother and father arrive in a little town which is known as Mountain City in Tennessee. And there's only about 2,500 people that live there. It's a very sleepy little town. Everybody knows everybody. Nothing bad ever happens there. It's just a quaint little place. Anyway, Janelle Potter and her parents, Barbara and Marvin, Marvin's also known as Buddy, arrive uh, to, I guess, sort of start a new chapter in their life. Janelle is in her 20s, but very much reliant on her parents. She is not in great health, but wherever I read about this, it's never gone into a lot of detail. And I think some of it is unclear as to actually how unwell she was versus how much she actually depended on her parents and how much they liked parenting her or sort of, you know, like mothering her, protecting her, supporting her. So it wasn't a particularly sort of healthy dynamic. Yes, that they cared for her very much, but I think that they exacerbated the situation and and her illnesses by by sort of, you know, keeping them very much to herself, to themselves, sorry. So they arrive in Mountain City and she has no friends. Um, she's never had a job. She doesn't have a driver's license. So she's very much reliant on her parents. Certainly if she wants to get anywhere, she, she's driven by her parents. They have access to her social media, which she uses obviously as the only way that she sort of connects with people because she has no friendship group. And there's one thing that comes off, comes up time and time again, which says that it's the fact that she's very tall. She's six foot tall, so she's quite imposing, but she has a very childlike voice. And I think as a result of that, she does seem quite awkward. And it does say that she had been bullied at high school. And I think the move to Mountain City was, again, a fresh start for them just to sort of start again um, with their daughter. She did have a sister. She does have a sister, but she was somewhat estranged from the family um, and she did not travel with them. It was just the one daughter, Janelle, and her parents, Barbara and Marvin. Right, so time goes on. She's with her parents. She's online, but again, no real connections with anybody in the local community. And then one day in 2009, while collecting a prescription for her medication, one of the uh, pharmacy clerks, a lady called Tracy Greenwell, felt really sorry for Janelle because she was, as she said, sheltered and sick. And I think sheltered probably is the more telling term here. So as a result of that, she asked if she would like to come and meet some of her friends. So um, Janelle was totally up for that. And the first person she introduced Janelle to was actually her brother. And Tracy's brother was called Billy Payne. And by all accounts, Billy was just a really good guy. Everybody liked him. And he was very kind and very open. And from the outset, he started to invite Janelle to social activities that he and his friends were participating in. Where I struggle a little bit with this is the first, one of the first things they mentioned is the fact that she went rock climbing and hiking, which does seem a bit of a stretch for a girl who had been sheltered and sick. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, got this, I've got this mental image of her and it's probably really wrong. But I'm picturing Miranda Hart. You know, the yes, English um, comedian, just because she's so tall, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm all I can see in my mind is Miranda Hart rock climbing, which, <laughs> yes. which is quite the image. Anyway. It was funny though, because of all the things that you'd think that somebody who'd never really done anything would go and do, maybe she just watched. But anyway, the point being for the first time perhaps ever, and certainly the first time in a long time, 
she had been invited to something and she was starting to meet some friends. And when she was there, she sort of, I think, started to fall a little bit for Billy because he was just nice to her and he was including her in things and no one had ever done that. So Billy also went on and introduced him to his cousin and that man's name was Jamie Curd. And then Jamie and Janelle coupled up. But Right, right. Yes. In them becoming an item, no one else was allowed to know about this because I think Janelle was very much concerned about what her parents would think and I, I somehow sort of think she nearly played this role of the sheltered child. So she and Billy started it to become an item as such. Uh, Billy was very no, young. Jamie. Billy or Jamie? Jamie. Jamie. Did I say Billy? Right. Yeah. No, you Jamie. said Billy, yeah. They are cousins. Okay. They've all got, and they've all got <laughs> E names. Names that oh, end with IE. So, so let's to recap. So we've got Janelle has moved to Mountain View City with her parents, Barbara and Marvin. She meets a lady called Tracy who introduces her very kindly to her brother, Billy Payne. And Billy Payne, who is so lovely, introduces introduces our friend Janelle to his cousin, um, Jamie, and they become an item. But nobody knows about them becoming an item. It's very much a sort of secret thing. I'm not sure that even the other cool kids who they're hanging out with know. I think it's been very much kept under wraps because Janelle's so concerned about what her parents might think. So very conveniently for Janelle, Billy is quite handy with computers And that's one thing that Janelle does spend a lot of time on is her computer. So she would have him come to the house as her friend. She introduced him to her parents as her friend. So he would be able to come. Sorry, is it Billy or Jamie? Because you've said Billy again. Oh, no. (laughs) It's all right. So it's Jamie. Okay. My mistake. Oh, my God. There's another, it gets even more confusing. You won't believe how confusing this gets. Anyway, so he's in their house, he befriends her parents and then when they're, you know, off in her room fixing her computer, they're holding hands and, you know, being sweet. But I, I don't know that there's much more than that, but they are considered themselves an item. So it's all looking pretty good for Janelle. For the first time she's got a social life, things are picking up, but at that very moment things start to look a bit, you know, tough for her on Facebook and she starts to get these anonymous threats. So she starts saying to people, you know, why are people putting all these notes on my Facebook page? You know, people are saying, and I quote, I'm a bad person, I am horrible, and people are threatening to rape me. And when I started to look at this, yeah, what you find is that people would say that one of Janelle's issues was the fact that although she was, you know, a a strikingly large woman uh, with a young voice, she had a very immature outlook. So she often spoke like she was a 10-year-old and her thoughts and the way she spoke. So I think she was possibly just a little bit delayed in her development as such. So when she would talk about stuff, she would say things like, they say I'm a bad person. I mean, you know, no one, she's not using any swearing or anything. So they weren't saying that? They were saying meaner things and well, she was just. Her leap is from I'm a bad person and I'm horrible to they're going to rape me. So it's quite a leap. Fair escalation. Yes. Having said that, her mother, who had access to her Facebook page, that was part of the deal, her mother then went on and saw that this was being said to her. So her mother put a note on Facebook begging the people not to say anything mean to Janelle anymore. Um, I don't know that that was super successful. (laughs) I'm not sure that having your mum go onto Facebook for you when you're in your late 20s is going to help. But anyway, she tried. Oh, bless her. But 
Janelle thinks she knows who is behind this. And she comes out publicly and says that the person she believes is saying all this stuff is one of her Facebook friends. And her name, just to make things even more confusing, is Billie Jean Hayworth. Oh, uh-huh. But who is Billie Jean Hayworth? It well, turns Billie out Jean my lover, that's for sure. Billie Jean Hayworth is now dating and living with, with their young baby, Billy Payne. So the couple so of Billy Jean, Billie Jean is his lover. Yeah. Is his is his lover. Um she's just a girl and he is the one. Yeah. Absolutely. So Billy and Billy Jean. Billy Payne is the one that we think that all along Janelle has always been sweet on him. And okay, right. although she's coupled up, but I mean I don't think there's really a great deal going on with the his cousin, Jamie. Um I I think it's always Billy that she was in love with. So she's not a big fan of Billie Jean Hayworth. And now that they've had a baby, she's really not particularly Is happy. Is the baby named Billy as well? Do you know what? I don't know the name of the, of the baby, but it could be like Billy, Billy, Billy Jean Jr. or something. You go, <laughs> Billy yeah, Squid. Yes. They should definitely Perfect. have kept that in there. <laughs> and it's at this point that a feud erupts on social media. This is kind of the beginning of the really nasty stuff. Prior to that, it's just been Janelle saying people are saying things to her. There was one thing that I did sort of, again, think, you know, it, it sort of speaks to how immature um, Janelle was. There was a report that they'd had something thrown into their front, uh, onto their front lawn, and the photo of it is a small stone. You know when children paint stones? Someone had painted the name Billy Payne on one side, but perfectly neatly, and on the other side it said Billy Jean Hayworth, and they'd thrown it onto their onto their lawn. It was so light. I mean, you really could have thrown it through the front window if you wanted to, but someone had clearly just tossed it onto their lawn, and she was saying onto again whose lawn? onto Janelle's. Onto Janelle's lawn. So I like, suspect Janelle like probably taunting. did that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, you your own name on it? No. People I love, people, the man I love is taunting me by sending me a, throwing a rock with his name and his partner's name. Yes. So it all starts to get a little bit silly here. And I'm going to give you a quote that um, is attributed to Janelle. So Janelle said, she wished, wished, excuse me, she wished that Bill and Billie Jean and that damn baby would die. Mm, That damn baby. Absolutely. That's a bit harsh. A friend of Hayworth and Payne said that she was devastated when she'd read that. Um, Janelle was always saying that somebody was mad at her. Somebody hated her. Somebody wanted to kill her. She was paranoid about it. But Janelle said there was a real threat of violence against her. In one incident, police photographed a rock. (laughs) That was fair. In lieu of any other evidence, not a stone, not a not a big rock. I mean, I'm talking about a very smooth, like a pebble, pebble like a smooth pebble. Painted, yeah. Yeah. That's what I I imagine. The the kind of thing that you get in a nice stream bed, absolutely, and you skip smooth, beautiful to and with the names Billy Payne and Billy Jean painted on it. It was painted perfectly, like it was, it was very nice. Uh, Eventually, both sides deleted each other. As friends, as friends. <laughs> oh, you're cancelled. I delete you. Hashtag I mean, unfriend. Right. That's, that's <laughs> the beef. So it's not anything particularly bad that at that point. That, that's what's publicly been seen. Beg your pardon? Is that the tiff that then led to the murder? Is that kind of where we're 
Or is there we're a headed. bigger social media that, team? That's kind of where we're headed, kind of. There's a, there are a couple of twists. So that's the lay of the land. And then sadly, <laughs> um, Janelle's former friends are found murdered. So on what? January 31, and we jump now to 2000. Oh, oh, sorry. Billy, Billy. The Billy. And Billy. Yep. Right. Yep. A friend of pain. So we're talking about some other friends. No, <laughs> some other friends she had in a previous town. Her former friends were found murdered. I'm well, like, they were what? her friends until she had their her Facebook yeah, beef with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. So January 31, 2012, a friend of Billy Payne and Billy Jean Hayworth find them dead with a single gunshot wound to their faces. Oh, yuck. Yeah. So Billy Payne was found dead in his bed. Not only had he been shot in the face, but his throat had also been slashed. And this is the bit oh. which is really dreadful. Billie Jean had been cradling their baby in her arms when she died. The seven-month-old oh. baby was covered in her blood but had survived and he is totally fine and he will not be mentioned again um, today. There's okay. no need. He, he's fine. Yep. Okay. okay. So we'll park that. But right. we have a dead couple who clearly had beef both ways with – Janelle Potter. So the day but after, not significant, but but not significant beef. Not that you would like. Thought. No, not really. Just I fancy your husband. How do you <laughs> be with him? You slag, you know. And that's about. And then that's it. And and how do you throw a a pebble with my your names on it on my lawn? Exactly. <laughs> so the day after. The police head off to the Potters, and the reason they head off to the Potters is because it's public knowledge that they'd had this sort of social media and Facebook feud with them. As you said, as you said, it's a town of two thousand. Everybody knows Everyone everybody. Know that this. was yeah, and nothing yeah. like that. It you know really ever happened there. They were so shocked. They a bit were, like living in Froome, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> so off they head to interview the Potters. So Janelle and her mother and father. In interviewing Janelle. She hides any romantic connection that she had with Curd. So that's Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was getting confused yeah. again. And in interviewing, you know, her mom, her dad, Jamie, because he was their cousin and also friendly, and he'd always stayed by Janelle. He, when the feud was happening, he had taken Janelle's side. So he is. Was a he still with suspect. her? Yeah. So they interview him, and then later in that same week, they bring Jamie in for a polygraph test, and. Sure enough, it indicates that he is li- he has lied about knowing the identity of the killer. And I don't think it took an awful lot to get this from Curd, but during the interview, there is a major breakthrough. And that major breakthrough is that whilst he's being interviewed, he says to the um the police, "Is the CIA here?" <laughs> and they were like, uh, sorry, what do you mean? And he was like, is, you know, is there someone here from the CIA? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm acting on behalf of the CIA. And they're like, no. He's acting on behalf of the CIA. Curd tells the detectives that he has been texting with a man named Chris who is in the CIA and that his job was to protect Janelle at all costs. What Jesus. the? Oh, 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 I, I don't know what's happened, so, but I now have, I, yes. yep, okay, so yep, Kurt I think has I've been, caught up. Yep. To his knowledge, liaising with a CIA operative in protecting Janelle. Right, yep. Right. 
And after, like, I think it says it was six hours or something, after the interrogation, um, Kurt just comes out and says, look, Janelle's dad shot them. It was him. He killed them. He killed both of them. He shot them both. Janelle's dad did. Janelle's dad did. So they get a search warrant for the Potter's house and off they go. When they get to the Potter's house, there's a there's an arsenal of weapons. But that's not surprising because... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I honestly thought you said there's an arsehole of weapons. <laughs> sorry. Chock <laughs> full. Sorry. Chock. Chock is full of weapons. <laughs> sorry, my mistake. It's not hugely surprising because Marvin had been a former soldier and he had served in Vietnam. But it had to be said that he had raised eyebrows with his not-so-subtle hints that he had been in the CIA. Now, I don't think he ever had, oh. but when he came to town, he used to name drop that constantly. Um, a lot of CIA connections yeah, around this family. exactly. Okay. So right. he did have weapons. They didn't actually find um, a match for the murder weapon, but he did have many weapons. They found printed photos of the victims. They took their family what? computer. As in uh, printed photos of the victims after they were murdered or? No, before, before. Right. You know, some of them being scratched. There was so like they're scraping them out it, you know. I mean, kind of stuff that you'd expect in a TV a drama. From a 13-year-old child. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then they took away the dad's truck. And in the back of his truck he had two bagfuls of shredded documents. Because <laughs> uh, he yeah. works for the CIA. Exactly. Well, wouldn't if you had gone to the effort of shredding them and you're about to go and murder someone, wouldn't you go and get rid of them? I mean, would you leave them in the back of your truck to be found? Burn them. If they're so important that they had to be shredded and you don't want anyone to know what's going on, I'd burn them anyway. So you know what they did with all of them? They put them back together. Put it back together. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody meticulously put each of them back together. And what did they find? What did they find? They found that a CIA agent called Chris had been corresponding with Barbara, who is Janelle's mother, about threats oh to her daughter's life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sorry, the Potter's computer on it, police found hundreds of emails sent from the CIA agent, CIA Carla. agent Chris. They must be good because the look on your face, because I can tell you're coming to. Oh, I don't think I am. I, just, email. I don't know who oh. I am. But <laughs> the look on your face is just incredible. Okay, keep going. Horror, they had come from the same IP address as the Potter's home. Oh, Janelle. <laughs> yeah. Janelle <laughs> was pretending to be the CIA. Janelle agent. slash Chris. <laughs> so, okay. our poor, unassuming. Um, oh. you know, slow, awkward girl has managed to pull this on. I don't know nothing about birth and babies. <laughs> I'm just a CIA agent. <laughs> she oh, has God. used the identity of a, a man by now, a man that she had been to school with to, to create a fictitious, you know, person. And this person does exist and it turns out that he's a police officer now in Delaware. and. His name was Chris Jaden, and in taking his photographs, his name and identity, she was able to catfish her own parents. Prosecutors believe Janelle used the fake identity to fool her parents and goad her dad to kill. What? So, yes. Yeah, that's shocking. That is shocking. Can you believe it? This sweet girl who still maintains her innocence so basically, there was no. no so who does she? 
But who, okay, so she maintains her innocence. Yep. Does she have a theory as to no. who did it, or was it just Chris from the CIA? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what she and, about. And that. I mean, not being funny, but how stupid. I mean, I shouldn't be victim blaming because they're kind of victims, but parents. Oh, and totally. the boyfriend. For so just the dad really did. this random. So yeah, what murdered, they did was yeah. what sorry, what Janelle did was over was a period it, of time. Was it just the dad? Or did Jamie? So she help? started communicating with her mother. And so in the communication that she would send to her mother under the guise of Chris, Mr. CIA, she would say things like, I my they treated their daughter she loved this you know again it was this sort of like oh you know this we're sheltering we're protecting you know we'll do anything to protect our daughter she started calling chris her son because she was saying we have this amazing relationship with him this this man's really protecting our daughter and it's again we often come to this when we're talking about cash catfishing it's being able to suspend belief i mean disbelief um disbelief yeah how do you how do you buy into all this stuff and people just seem to want something I so bad in some ways that they can do that. Yeah. But I mean I, I suppose I suppose you, it's exciting, I suppose, in some ways. So like it's out of the ordinary or it's I don't know. It, I'm sh- I'm just I still mean shocked. if it happened to Sorry, okay. No, go ahead. No, no. I've forgotten what I was saying now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just shocked that we went from the stone incident to oh, the pebble, to, yeah, yeah, the, the double murder, yeah, and the dad has somehow done it. Like I thought there was going to be something that came out that was quite, um, I don't know, Bad. a bit more serious. No, yeah. It was all about Janelle puppeteering everybody in the background so she by communicating with her family like her mother and saying the CIA operative was doing it to protect her the mother then totally believed that and so the mother would then communicate that with her husband and say you know we've got to look after uh Janelle the dad was pretty trigger happy anyway by all accounts they said you know he was always he always packed a gun and he was just that kind of you know, a gun caricature of an American, you know, gun-wielding guy, but he was yeah. that kind of person. I sort of, I thought most yeah, but, for the guy sorry. that was the cousin, he ended up being involved with him. He didn't kill him, but he ended up with the murder of his own cousin because he went along yeah, with I it. but I think there's a, there's a big difference between loving a good gun, right, and, and feeling empowered because you have a gun and going down to a shooting range and shooting things or even hunting, you know, going and hunting animals. Quite different mm. to murdering not only a person who's in his bed, right, so completely defenceless and cutting his throat, yes, but shooting a woman who's cradling a baby. It's terrible. Like, I mean, that's that's not and and in what way? Like, there's no investigation. Like, wouldn't you go to the police and say, "I've received all this this communique from someone saying that my daughter's in danger." It's just crazy. Yep. To to just jump straight to no worries. I know who they are. I'm going to nip around and knock them off. I mean, that's just. It's not just suspending disbelief. <laughs> it is. It's, <laughs> it's an enormous it stretch. It's she's quite manipulative, then, isn't she? Oh, totally. And what? this is sort of comes back to I did sort of allude to the sister 
that exists. So the sister, I think, is old. Well, I know she is older than her, but I don't believe they've had anything to do with each other. This is going back to the court case. They hadn't seen each other in about 10 years. And she said that it was sort of like this mutually beneficial dynamic between her and her parents. She said she would play, you know, the victim as such. Maybe victim's not the right. Helpless. Let's say helpless. Her parents would then feed into that. And she said when her parents would leave the room, she would laugh with her older sister and say, oh, my God, I can get them to do anything. So she wasn't as... You know, Literally. innocent. And, she wasn't innocent. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't sound like she's innocent at all. It sounds like she's a psycho. She's totally a psychopath. She certainly proved that to be yeah. true. Um, well, she doesn't have any empathy for her parents. Like, what's happened to her father? What happened so in to October them? 2013, Marvin, the father, was sentenced to first degree murder, to two life sentences for both Billy and Billie Jean. Jamie Curd, because he testified against Marvin, he got 25 years. And then after that, both Janelle... So can I, sorry, does that mean that Jamie was involved in the murders as well? Yes. I believe he was there, if I understand that correctly. Right, right. But I don't actually think he didn't. I think he went, but I don't think he... But he was an accessory for sure. Your cousin's throat. But you wouldn't get 25 years if you weren't a major accessory to that. Yeah. So he's done that. And then he just told them everything they needed to know after (laughs) But could you imagine him being in that room saying, uh, uh, is, is the CIA here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's Chris? Uh, yeah, I need Chris, to speak to Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris. I know Chris will be here yeah. soon. Where's Chris? I've been communicating with the CIA operative, yeah. Um, so Janelle and her mother went through another trial and they have both been um, found guilty of all charges that were against them, of which I, there must have been many. I don't know, but they have got life in prison, both of them. So, but... Janelle apparently from prison still maintains her innocence and said, you know, I never want them dead, but I mean, I. Well, she's innocent in as much as she didn't pull the trigger or cut someone's throat, but she completely orchestrated orchestrated it. it. And and her mother did as well because the mother was the one that got the dad to do it. You know, it was, they, it was just, she said, basically, it's either we, we get there first because she'll get killed. We've got it. We don't want to have to do it, but we will, we will kill so that she's not killed. That was her reasoning. Jesus. Well. Yeah, that is quite the case. I just find I don't find any of it particularly interesting, except for the the fact that the daughter was able to <laughs> catfish her own mother. I mean, obviously, if you're the person that your cat is in the same house as you, you can say whatever you want, or say, oh, you know, your daughter's just, you know, Janelle's just left the house. I can see her. You know, you need to keep an eye on her. You know, she was able to do that, and her mum fell for everything. And again, I just don't know how people fall for everything. Like just. It really annoys me, which <laughs> is probably not which the, is the running theme of your response to things. I know, how I know. How stupid can these people how be? How stupid can these people yeah. be? How stupid do they want to allow themselves to be? To But then, you know, it, there's one thing, catfishing someone, but going in, as you say, it's a stretch to go from, you know, having a pebble thrown in your front door that has someone's names on it to having them murdered. So that's not the connection. The connection is clearly Janelle and the mm. manipulation of her parents. But it's also a stretch that you didn't do any fact verification, that you didn't, you know, go, okay, why would a person from the CIA reach out and tell us that this person's in danger and what, like, it makes no sense. She's not a, she's not an operative. They're not jihadists. You know, like, there's, there's, there's nothing that substantiates a claim that the CIA would involve themselves with this 
I'm sorry to say it, six foot tall Miranda Hart esque individual Childlike in voice. downtown. Yes, yeah, Childlike was in downtown Tennessee. I mean, Miranda Hart has a nice deep voice and she sounds very good and she's a very attractive woman. So I'm not playing her down, it's just her height that makes me think of her. But Mountain, I, what was it called? Rock climbing. Rock climbing, yeah. <laughs> um, that might be the hardest oh, part for me to believe out of the whole story. <laughs> the rock this climbing. large woman, rock climbing. very tall woman, never left the house really, but all of a sudden she's rock climbing. It's a stretch for me. But one. also, I mean, she must be very manipulative because then Jamie starts going out with her. Yeah. Like, she is, well, when he starts when he, Yeah, but they found oh, like all these little selfies kill. of them. They were just sort of, you know. It was somewhat innocent, but again, it was innocent in the fact that she was getting him to do what she wanted him to do, but her parents were not aware of that. So, you know, again, manipulative. She's, you know, he's come to fix the computer and then they're taking selfies and cuddling and whatever else, which her parents had never seen. No one had seen that until the court case, obviously. So she was making him think that they were in a, you know, a relationship whilst hiding that from her parents. So she's quite the piece of work, Janelle Potter. Is she what? All that from a bit of Facebook beef. Yeah, I know, right? It's such a an escalation. <laughs> That's a good word for it. I just unfriend. Like I've I've had a couple, I haven't had big beefs with people, but I've had a couple of people perhaps misunderstand me when I've made <laughs> sarcastic commentary, and they send me you know feral, uh, very angry PMs, and then they've unfriended me, and I've thought, okay, fair enough. Fine. I did read an article they, that was sorry. about this and it was entitled Unfriended and I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, would be, I would feel comfortable with calling it that when someone when unfriending somebody yeah. means it, you shot them in the face and slashed their throat. I would call that beyond an unfriending. It's the ultimate unfriending. It sure is. That is, I've, that I've, is really cancelling someone. I've unfriended you, you on Facebook and now I'm going to unfriend you from life. Oh, it's terrible. So the poor people that were involved, by all accounts, I don't think they ever really did anything. I think she sort of had was unhappy that, you know, this lovely guy was in a, a nice relationship. And, yeah, I'm sure they, you know, there was probably a little bit of mutual harassment as probably people did to each other. But she was the one that was driving that and she was certainly the one that was escalating what was actually happening, you know, these ideas that they were going to, cut her up or rape her or whatever else versus someone saying I'm not very nice and then she also said that their main problem was with her was that she was too pretty is there any evidence that these people actually did send her these messages though if she's been falsifying herself as uh Chris the CIA agent yep and she's obviously you know pretty good with yeah uh, she social media whatever. Well. I mean why does she just send herself messages and then, you know, like she's been sending her mother all these messages. She's been, you know, manipulating everyone. I, I mean, I'm not even convinced that the Billies did anything. I don't know. Apart from yeah. make the mistake of being in a relationship and she formed, a, you know, serious jealousy about it. And then, then they unfriended each other. So she said she believes she unfriended them, but they also unfriended her. So that should have been the well, end of that. They probably heard around town. They probably heard around town she was saying psycho yeah. stuff about them. And they but were that like, was the end of that. If, and that could have been the end of it all had it not been for Chris, her the being, CIA agent, whipping up trouble. And her being so pretty. <laughs> yes. Don't you just love that old chestnut? It's like when that comes out, you go, oh, okay, that's what we're dealing with. Okay, I've got it. 
yeah, was, yeah. That's why I've always had problems, though. <laughs> always because people are jealous of my looks. <laughs> it's a curse. Oh, it's always jealousy. It is a curse. It is. I can't help it if I'm, I'm beautiful, so pretty. as my father would say. Yeah, you, you're so pretty. People are nasty to you, and so you have to kill them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I just unfriended. That old <laughs> So I think yes, that Billy yeah. and his friends believed that she had been in love with him and that was why she was so fixated. And on the flip side of that was her telling her parents that the reason or what they were motivated by was the fact that she was just too pretty. So that's why everyone was being so darn nasty to her was the fact that she was just too pretty. And was she pretty? I think her parents were just. Did you find a picture of her? What? Yeah. Well, she wasn't unattractive. But, I mean, I don't think that that would have been the main reason. <laughs> well. no, I mean, she, yeah, she didn't look – she just looked very normal, to be honest. There were pictures of her that looked better than others. But, no, I, I she wasn't unattractive. I just don't quite – I think it was – I think she might have had some mental health issues that I always allude to with everybody. I think everybody's got mental health issues, don't I? <laughs> Yeah, particularly anyone who, oh, she's, who manipulates you just can't behave like this and not. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking at a photo of her. Yeah. Because I can't, can't help myself. Has she got curly yeah. hair in the photo you're looking at? She's she's actually more like Miranda Hart than I had <laughs> even imagined, Jeez, except with curly hair. You are good. I am good. Can I you am. share it? Um. She's not unattractive. I will share she's it. Just, but know, I'm, I'm now looking at another photo and I'm trying to work out Hang on. Oh, that could be Buddy the dad. Hang on a sec. I will share as soon as I work out how. Sorry, here we go. Share. Share. All right, this is the story, I think. Can you see this? Yeah. Seeing... Yep. That's her. Oh, excellent. This her? might be the one that's got the picture of the stone oh. in it, I think. She looks nice. That's the best <laughs> picture of her, I think. But if you, okay. I think if I'll you look. continue to scroll, you might find the stone. There's Jamie. Oh, go down. I think you're going to see the stone. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. I'm sorry. Is that the most threatening, menacing stone you've ever seen? It's What's like, it say under that? There's, see there's letters down a there. A rock. Billy Payne. It says Probably the other Bill side. Payne, but then see underneath the other side, it, it has something else. It says Billy Jean on the other side. Oh, do they show us the other side? They don't. No, but I've seen that somewhere else. I think. Oh, and that's, yeah, the ones that's that were Billy and Billy. Yeah. He's also older. I just think it's a bad photo of him. There's Ma and Pa. This, I think. Oh, he's got his God, gun on. Look. No, you need your guns when you're doing your gardening, don't you? Yeah. It's important. It's opened up. It is. You've got to have your – you never know what's going to happen. You've got to shoot a slug or something, yeah. you know, a slug, a slug. A vicious worm might jump oh. out at you. Oh, that's what he it's left in the back of the documents. <gasps> yeah, the documents. Oh, Jeez, and what I enjoy about this is where it says an agent meticulously reconstructed. I bet you an intern meticulously <laughs> reconstructed <laughs> that. Yes. Could you imagine? <laughs> it's puzzle time. Oh. I feel like oh, by the time they'd finished it. putting all of those documents back together, they would have already checked the computer and found the emails because <laughs> that's like a six-month <laughs> job. It's so true, isn't it? It's like, oh, let's yeah. just hack into the computer first, shall we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think she looks scary in that photo. I think she looks too pretty. Oh, well, that's yeah, the that's, problem. Sorry, that, that's the that's word I meant, problem. not scary. That's the I mean... 
I mean, to be fair, you know, when you think about really pretty girls like Miranda Kerr, yeah. she should watch out for her job. Watch your Because, you know, Janelle's coming. What would you see would be, you know, in our trial by wine kind of world, what would you see would be an appropriate sentencing for all of the parties involved bar the poor victims? Well, no, no. So I think we should start with the victims because let's just say that they did write their name on a rock and throw it onto the lawn. Like not at the house. I don't believe they did. It was only on the lawn. That's what bothers me. It was so tiny. (laughs) What did they do? Yeah, they, they could have chucked it. They the effort to, like, throw it at the house. Yeah, could have thrown it over no, the house. She, <laughs> she put it there. She she made it. They, that's no, a no, Sharpie but, on a pebble, for goodness sake. But it's so totally their, sentence, their sentencing was death, and I feel like that's too far. I feel like <laughs> if that's what they did, and I don't think they did it, but I feel like <laughs> if they did it, maybe unfriending is okay on Facebook, not in life. Oh, I think it's quite enough. I don't know. Don't Maybe you'd throw one back, but that's probably the worst you'd do. Oh, Stuart just said it might have oh, been yeah. a drive-by, All like right. a drive-by rocking where they just <laughs> – Maybe it's, they it's tried – a large, smooth pebble at best. It's Maybe like it hit a tree and bounced off a tree instead water of going through skimming. the window. No, you skim something like that when you're along water. Yes. A drive-by skimming. <laughs> yeah, a drive-by skimming gone wrong. That was the <laughs> – they just don't skim off the lawn like they do off a lake. No, it looks like it's stopped dead. So, yeah, I think a revenge stoning incident would be appropriate punishment more so than death. Well, yeah, I'm still maintaining they don't need to be punished at all. They, I don't think they did it or even party to any of this. I think they were just living their lives and a lunatic got obsessed by them. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good call. And, and then just convinced everyone else to murder them. It's just a like the the people who need to be punished are the mum and the dad, the boyfriend the, and Janelle herself. I wonder if the pebble came from the um, rock climbing expedition. <gasps> Maybe. Could Maybe there was special meaning for everybody involved. Yeah, yes, because the rock climbing you. thing was fairly random in the story, but maybe that's the um, that's the root of it all. But it's funny, like maybe maybe Billy gave her a rock. Maybe that pebble came came um, you know away from the <gasps> rock climbing wall, yes. and he just handed it to her as if to say put it in the bin, and she thought it was like a keepsake, like yeah. a and then a diamond. when he got together with the other Billy, yeah, when he got together with the other Billy. It was just too much, so she had to get a sharpie out and write their names on it and drop it on her lawn and call the police. Yeah, and I like what I like the most about that photo was actually the uh, measuring tape just to show how oh, no. tiny it is. That was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. an embarrassing the best riches bit. that photo, isn't it? It's like, oh god, it's a teeny tiny smooth stone that someone has had quite a bit of time to very neatly write those names. Either mm. it's like an art project. It's not exactly like a threatening. I don't know, not weapon, but it's not threatening in any way. It's like, oh, haven't they done a nice job on this? Mm. <laughs> Put it on our front lawn. Uh, Janelle did that for sure. I'm... I, I wonder who did Janelle this. Did oh, lucky they wrote their names on it. That oh. was one thing they did say. Because of the way Janelle spoke, she had, um, you know, a certain way of speaking, as we all do, but she also was very much prone to lots of spelling mistakes. I think, you know, she struggled a little bit with the schooling. So 
apparently CIA agent Chris used to make those same spelling mistakes. And again, this is why I get very annoyed. Deidre Chambers, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. Tell you what, if my kids were sending me messages, you know, pretending to be a CIA agent, I think I'd work out their spelling mistakes or the way they spoke, their grammar, et cetera, would be somewhat similar. That's where I get so disappointed in people. If if Chris types Baschetti one more time or <laughs> or Pacific, what specifically do you mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> irregardless. Stop asking me these really stupid questions. <laughs> oh, you've got all the good ones ready to go. I can't even think of another one quick enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I'm in agreeance. Don't start me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start me with agreeance. Uh, it's not a word. Anyway. Right. Okay, so that was one crime. Oh, what was another oh. crime in there uh, apart from the shooting? What was um, Jamie? False, pretend, for falsifying yourself as a CIA operative, oh, yes. I think that's a, well, against the law. get a lot of trouble yeah. for that, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. Pretending to be. Oh, oh, I've got the perfect sentencing. Yes. Because I just watched it the other day. Have either of you seen, I'm sure you have, perhaps not recently, the Schwarzenegger film True Lies? Yes. Oh, a lifetime ago. Where I think Jamie Lee Lee Bill, Bill with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I think Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, yeah, not Bill yeah. Pullman. I also got confused. He did, yes, oh, sadly. Man. What was Janelle's um, surname? Was it Potter. Paxton? Potter. Potter. No, it was Potter. That would have been good. Anyway, Bill Paxton's character pretends to be an agent and is – uh, catfishing, effectively, you know, wasn't a term at the time. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and he, he's he's a, a car salesman. He's a you know like a a bit of a horrid person. Anyway, he he's going around telling her that he's an operative and he needs her help, and she's the only one who can help him. And she gets really sucked in. I'm sorry, Carla. To your point, happens. <laughs> It happens. Jamie Lee Curtis got sucked in by someone saying they were a CIA agent. So, you know, if she can get sucked in, I don't know why you can't see someone, Barbara and Barbara and Marvin, Marvin getting sucked in. Anyway, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold, Roseanne Barr's husband, Arnold, <laughs> Roseanne Barr's husband. This is terrible. I have to look at it like that. Oh, no. It's not going to be Arnold Barr. <laughs> Jesus. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. I don't even know who he is. You would if you saw him. You would if you saw him. What's yeah, he done? So Tom Apart Arnold. Marry Roseanne. True Lies. They were married he at one point. True, lies? Went True lies. lies. That's right. I've forgotten already. It was in this film, True Lies, that I'm trying to tell you about. Okay. So if I were to sentence these people in the same way as or, or carry out, actually carry out a punishment is probably not so much a sentence, in the same way same way as Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger did in True Lies, they um, basically come in, swoop in, and uh, have a whole bunch of people come in, you know, in, in fatigues and all the rest of it, scary people, you know, official-looking people, grab them, arrest them, take, take him into a, um, uh, you know, a, a bunker, waterboard him, all that sort of stuff, and in the end... It's not. I should. It's not actually laughable, but it was laughable. That film doesn't translate well in today in today <laughs> day in our day and age. By the way, I watched the other day and I was like, this does not translate well anymore. Um, but they take him and they hold him off like a major dam, you know, like massive hydroelectric dam type dam, 
where basically they're holding this individual and if they drop him, he's going to die until he wets himself um, and admits that he's not actually a spy. That's a Bingo, perfect boom. punishment. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that for Janelle. I'm in agreement. Oh, that's, that's just for that crime, just the impersonating the CIA. Just for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's for that one. Yeah, right. H- held over a large dam till she wets herself. Well, just terrified until she wets herself and admits it was all bullshit. No, nah, go with yeah. a large dam. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. Fine with me. I feel like if you'd say what they want you to say if you were um, in that situation, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah but I'm sorry. Surprise. I'm not trying to get yeah. a confession. Don't, please don't be confused. I'm not seeking a confession from Janelle. We've decided Janelle did this. Oh, yes, I know. Right? Oh, yes. So, this sorry. is a form of punishment yes. for Janelle. No, but so you were saying that that was the, yeah, so you think the punishment should be that. That's what I was saying until she wets herself, but is that, yeah, I don't oh, know. She's definitely posed as Chris because her spelling really? mistakes are the same. Yeah. She, I, she and I are in agreement that she is Chris. She yeah. spells she specifically. She Specifically said that she was Chris. Specifically, absolutely. Specifically, exactly. She right. had gone to school. I don't. I think it must have been high school with the, the guy that she, well, used his identity. But and again, it was somebody else that she had had a you know an obsession with. But he hardly remembered her mm-hmm. at all. Her at all. But you know, was aware of her. So when they dug there, kill surprise. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm trying to think what would stop her from doing it again. And, you know, there's the obvious thing of if you just took all her fingers off, she wouldn't be able to take it off. I knew you but, were going to go for taking the fingers I, off. I just feel like that's not okay. Like it's, you know, um, maybe just taking her fingernails off. But they'll grow back eventually. I mean, that's very, very painful and horrible, but they'll grow back eventually. Maybe you could just grate the end of her fingers and that would stop her oh. typing and thing for a couple of, like, till I healed. Well, she'll be in prison for a long time, so whatever she's got to do, she's got to do there. What if you What if you inserted things into them that, oh. and then... Oh. Like I cheese? Know, I, don't, I don't know why you people react so badly. Because, oh. you know, he's just gone cut her fingers off, grate them, take oh, her no, fingernails, I wasn't all that very painful. It was the word no, that kind inserted of like, things. Insert something like... Like, ugh, well, I suppose what I'm sort of going with is like little razor blades that you can't remove. So every time she tries oh, to type, they just cut further. All right. I'm not saying it's nice. She did a thing. She, she manipulated people to murder two th- perfectly innocent people. She'd think she's Wolverine. <laughs> she would think she's Wolverine, totally, or Edward Scissorhands. I think for someone like Janelle who is – so caught up in the idea of being too pretty and projecting this image of being sort of innocent. Like it says that she would say on her own Facebook page, she said, I'm a very sweet and caring person. I love life and I love to make others laugh. She loved to put pictures of hearts and puppies and the rest. I think the thing that would hurt her the most would be to to be told that she's not particularly attractive and actually she's not liked because I think that would be the hardest thing. She can't deal with the reality. And I think that would be the thing that would destroy her is actually going to her and saying, oh, that, you're not sweet, you're terrible, you're not that attractive. You know, all the stuff that she's had to build up to create this sort of idea of, you know, self-preservation or whatever else because she's not stupid enough, obviously, if she was able to pull this off. But, you know, she's a nutter. I think, I mean, I'm sorry, but I really feel like the boyfriend, the mother and the father are victims I know, I know they did a terrible thing, 
but they were manipulated into it by this this ingenue who just pretended to be, you know, something else. Well, that's what she was going for. You know, that was what she was going for. I'm not comfortable calling the dad a victim when he shot his mother in the face. Yeah, but she's holding the baby too, like, for fuck's sake. Oh, no, I know, I know. You're not a victim. He goes gardening with a gun. He's been itching for that. She could have just said, yeah, mate. They, they threatened to give me a Chinese burn and I reckon he would have gone round with his gun and shot him. They threw a rock on my lawn with my fingerprints all over it. Fuck him. Let's go shoot him. Yeah. yeah. Someone, no, someone's going to have to pay with their life. No, she was, such a, <laughs> she was a total mastermind. It says here, in respect to the emails that Janelle slash Chris was sending to her mother, he emailed Barbara so often, exchanging photos of himself. So remember, she's stolen the stuff from the guy from Delaware who she'd gone to school with. Exchanging photos of himself and sharing details about his life, like the fact that he was a widower who, like Janelle, loved dogs, that she eventually started calling him son. Remember I mentioned that before? And he and she was signing off. She's been totally mum. manipulated. Yeah. Uh, as the feud escalated, Chris claimed to have insider knowledge that Billy and Billie Jean were evil. He was a drug dealer. She was a whore. They wanted to rape Janelle because she was a virgin. So her mother, thinking, my, you know, pristine, beautiful girl, this has to be stopped at all costs. And that's yes. pretty much and, where it got to the point where she said, totally, totally. Her mother, who is the victim, decides that an appropriate thing to do then isn't to go to the police and say, <laughs> hey, we're yeah. getting these yeah. threats. It's uh-huh. to... Say to the husband, go and shoot them in the face and maybe slash someone's throat as well. But leave the baby because we're good people. Absolutely. Ugh. I get that they should have gone to the police. I'm not, not saying they shouldn't. And that's probably why the actual legal system has given them life sentences. But yeah. if you are living with a gun-toting maverick yeah, and, and, and you are very socialised with this idea of, the reason he's got his gun is to protect us, us yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm going to assume that's why he gardens with guns because at any moment a rogue, you know, worm could come out and you've got to shoot it, right? Yeah. There could, you know, so I, like if you are in a world where you believe guns are great and you believe that you have a right to carry or your partner's got a right to carry and it's all about protecting you and yours, it's not a huge stretch. To say, oh, if even if because we, we went to the police about the rock, and they didn't do anything, yeah. right? We went to the police about the pebble, <laughs> and no one, no one was killed as a result of it. And they, so they well, didn't no do anything. Well, no one was arrested. They didn't take it seriously. That's right. So, so we have to take this into our own hands because our daughter, our daughter is going to be yeah. raped and de- decapitated, and yeah. and all these other things. What, what what would the police have um, been? I have- am not lit. I really am not actually justifying their behaviour. I'm just saying I can see. It might be a little bit. How a person in. <laughs> I can see how the mother, in a circumstance where she's been brainwashed by the daughter for a whole. Because that wasn't overnight. Like, there's a lot of information, a lot of emails, a lot of stuff went to her to convince her that there was this problem. And then add to that, she's got this gun toning husband. And obviously, you know, the idea of guns and whatever has been perfectly acceptable to these people forever. You, you, it, I know we say it's a stretch, but 
obviously it wasn't for them. Was there remorse shown by the mother? I feel like the mother probably... I don't know. I don't know that there was. I haven't been able to read that anywhere. But, I mean, to Schmitty's point, it comes back time and time again to the fact that the dad, the mother and um, Jamie, who was, you know, the boyfriend, uh, they said they were not sophisticated people. He had never left the... Sorry, Jamie had never left Mountain City. Uh, He was really flattered by her attention because he was a bit older and he thought she was a younger, you know, attractive woman. And her parents just, I don't know, they're terrified that something's going to happen to her, certainly her mother. Um, But also her mother was very much, you know, I think that they were saying people outside of the family or those three had realised that Janelle was a fantasist kind of thing. But within those three, they were trying to, they thought they were protecting her, but they were just totally led by her (laughs) and, you know, this ruse. Are you saying they're not the well, sharpest it, tools even... in a shed in a shed of blunt tools? I think that's what I don't I want to be rude. To, yes. I don't want to be rude, but we saw the photos of them. Yeah. And look, How I didn't very speak dare to them. You. But <laughs> I didn't look very smart. They didn't look smart. That, they were too pretty. Oh, very much. But you know, it, it just they look like products of an air environment. You start to put the pieces of a puzzle together, and you know, you, you're hearing more and more about these people as I was sort of cross-referenced different articles. And you know, I read somewhere that the mother was always having conflict with somebody. She was always arguing with people. She was very much open to sort of conspiracy theories. And you start to get this idea of the kind of person that she was. Who would have been totally open to being led down the garden path. And her daughter knew that. And so she knew that that's the kind of thing that would get her mother riled up. You know, her dad having been an ex-serviceman, you know, happy to go and do what's going to be done. Simply, I'm not simply go back to, to the, sorry, simply go back to the moment where Janelle says to her sister, I can get them to do anything. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But I still think, a, like, I, I don't want to make them, I don't want to make excuses for them. I feel like. At some I point, understand. if you decide to take someone's life, you know. You've got to be held uh, accountable for it. You know what's but wrong. Also, you know like, what's wrong. No fact. No, you know, it's just literally um, texts and emails from the CIA agent who has the same spelling mistakes as my daughter. Like if you want to believe that stuff and then act on it, you're not a good person, you know. Think, think these things through. I totally agree with you. That's why we come back time and time again. People don't seem to have to take responsibility for their own mm. actions when they're murders. young. No one's asking you to go and shoot someone. That's just not normal. And you know, you, I, I know I murdered be. someone, but it's not my fault. Yeah, right. I've been tricked. <laughs> okay, I know. Well, I, yeah, I know yeah. it's their fault. I'm, anyway, all right. So <clears throat> back to the sentencing then, Clarky. Oh yeah. Now, which crime are we, are we sentencing? sentencing again? Sorry, I got I got distracted yeah. again. Who, more importantly, who, who are we sentencing who? and which crime? I, I don't know. Who are we sentencing and which crime are we sentencing them for? Yeah, well, well, what's I've already held crime? Janelle off for pretending to be a CIA agent. Well, there's yeah. murder, but that's already kind of been covered off, I feel. Yeah, I think the, I think the sentence What about for the just dad... abject stupidity? Abject, abject uh, stupidity. Gullibility? Hmm. Yeah, gullibility to... Gullibility causing murder, I think, is a crime somewhere in there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand what a you know. God, that that the mum needs a good punishment. I'm not feeling super creative at the moment, but it. I don't know. It, it should end in. 
inability to walk or something. I don't know. There's got to be something permanent. I, f- I feel like jail's not a good sentence for her. I'm I'm just having a I'm just having a look at um. I'm having a look on the internet, and I've found something that it's titled "Appropriate Consequences for a Teen's Bad Behaviour." And I, and I thought that might be appropriate because Janelle was a little underdeveloped, perhaps. Although she did seem to be a mastermind, so possibly not. But we'll go with her being underdeveloped, and you're going to punish her. What, what does it say? Hmm. I, okay, so then, so one of them was. Um, provide logical consequences and it's hard to attribute logical consequences to this but um, an example of it is for example a consequence of not wearing a seatbelt could potentially be death as could a consequence for leaving a rock on someone's lawn or unfriending them on Facebook apparently so a natural so that's um, something that you couldn't use as a punishment for someone not wearing a seatbelt because they would be dead um, and, and as a parent, you possibly don't want that, particularly if you're Janelle's parents, you want the other person to be dead. Um, so in these situations, parents will need to develop a logical consequence to promote the desired behaviour. Logical consequences should be directly related to the misbehaviour and should not threaten or punish the teen or the perpetrator or the perp or the mastermind. In our seatbelt example, a logical consequence for getting caught without a seatbelt is losing access to the car for a week. Another example, if your teen is having difficulty getting up in the morning for school, a logical consequence would mean an earlier time for lights out at night. That's, um, I don't think we could have an earlier time for lights out at night for Janelle as a, as a suitable punishment. Um, there is another one that says, Definitely no computer time. You could oh. have her. She wasn't be allowed to have access. Yeah, you, you can't access. I did feel that I mean, was the obvious. You can't access your computer for a week. I thought that was the obvious week. punishment for her and her mother, who seemed to be way into too much computer time as it was either. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, um, it's it's just not mm. a strict enough I've punishment. Got one. I think there there is another one that says um, assign <laughs> extra chores. So sometimes there are not natural or logical <laughs> consequences for misbehaviour, and I think this is definitely one of those, but it still needs to be corrected. For Correct. example, if your son speaks disrespectfully to you, you can assign him the chore of cleaning the dinner dishes that evening in addition to his mm. regular housework. I'm, still, I'm, st- I'm not sure how many <laughs> chores you would need to assign okay. to Janelle I, in this uh, instance. That's a lot of chores for her to do. <laughs> Um, but not just for Janelle, for all of them. So I've got a solution. Now, this machine was never built, but this machine was patented by a man called Mr. Coles. Allow me to show you Coles' patent whipping machine. And perhaps perhaps what we need to do here is go back to, like we talked about last week, corporal punishment. It's a Did wheel with around, it's a that. wheel with a whole bunch like, whips <laughs> with oh, well whips um yes and so you oh, and oh, they're in like the stocks and with their buttocks raised and they're you can see that yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> and, god and they have buckets for their yeah, tears right. do you notice that the buckets are labeled tears. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh, um, what year was this from? It was sure. It's so silly. I can't believe I even remembered it. Um, I don't know. God, I love that you remember that. I've just looked it up because a friend of ours used to have it. An older lady would go to her house. Yeah, there and you it's are. Called right. Yep. The Cole's Funny Picture there you Book. Go. Number one was published in 1879. Book two was 1909. Book number three was 1951. I don't no. think number four says 1991. That can't be right. 19. The Coles Book Arcade became yeah. one of the great icons of Melbourne. Right. Is that right? First published in 1879. Wow. But I remember my, I just going through it hour after hour looking at a book when we'd go to someone's house and I'd be stuck after dinner while the parents were talking and I'd go through it. So is, is Janelle going to be placed in the position of the boy or the position of it's the a boy? It's she's, she's going to get whipped. They're just going to get whipped all the time. <laughs> I reckon she should be attached to the wheel and just go round and round and round and also bang her head on something every time she goes around. My sentence then would be to align with the life with the life and prison terms that they have been given, but they must spend a minimum of 10 hours every day on the whipping machine for pure stupidity. Wow. That, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of um, the punishment used in Game of Thrones for Cersei walk when she shame, had to do the, the nude walk yep. of shame. Yep. But, but not just once. Like, you know, yeah, I think, but Very it should be a walk. long walk. Given given she's in America, it should be like from, you know, the, the border, the southern border with Mexico Canada. to the northern yeah. border with Canada okay. and possibly yeah, back again. Maybe she thinks she's yeah. too pretty for people to be able to handle So did that. Cersei. Yes. Yeah, well, so was Cersei. So Cersei. Cersei that was the whole point. That's why they right. shaved her head. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, Carla, think, did you not see? Oh. You clearly... Until I've never watched yeah. <laughs> I know who the character is you're talking what? about. Oh, actually, do I? I might be getting confused. Long is she blonde. a redhead or the long blonde? Long, long. Oh, oh, okay. oh you, might, long hang on, you might be confusing her, though, with um, uh, Khaleesi. The, the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah. I am confusing her with that. Oh. Who plays her? Oh, yeah. The one who's with Jonas' um, brother? No. Well, she's not that no, old. she's an older lady. Oh, not, is she really tall? Old. Oh, far out. Oh, I'll Google it. Um, I don't know. Seriously. Who did you say she was? She could have had platforms yeah. on in the show, so I'm not sure. She's tall compared to Tyrion, who is <laughs> a, dwarf. a dwarf, her brother. So she, she always towered above him. She's the queen. Oh, I know who she is. Um, yes, yes. That's it. Lena, Lena Headley. Headley yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of her name. Lena Headley, yeah. Headley, yeah. Oh it was absolutely God. gorgeous. Who even knows that stuff? Well, I don't watch it, but I there was there's so much in the press, or was it certainly a couple of years ago when it finished that I've got an idea who they are. I just don't, I just never watched it. It'd be too violent for me. I'd be like mm. having se- having said that, you just that. described a yeah, whole story about the first two people got shot in the face and had their throats cut. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so so Carl, so I'm happy with uh, the walk of shame. Maybe I'd like to think. I like to see the walk of shame and then maybe a couple of months on the whipping and then back to the walk of shame. Um. <laughs> or maybe at the end of the day she gets oh. a good whipping each oh, she day finishes a, for, the, it, for the walk. It's a bit like, you know, the um, the walk that they do, the, the um, pilgrim walk that people do, you know, in Spain. 
you know, except every day instead of going to go yes. soak your feet <laughs> because you've got such bad blisters, you have a bit of a whipping. You get some whipping. You get whipped. Because you're naughty. Because it's punishment. This is not fun. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that, I yeah, think that, that works work. for me. So I'm all right with that. Obviously guilty. Uh, everyone's to be whipped. Uh, possibly yeah. do walk of shame and whip. I'm happy with combinations. Happy to look at time frames. You know, I think that we should keep that fresh, that um, punishment, because it's very deserved. Um, Carla, what are your thoughts? Yeah. The only thing that I would like to see in conjunction with the life sentences in prison that they're all serving, etc., is I don't want Janelle to be surrounded by people who are ever going to fall for her mm. shit ever again. I want her to be around people who will call her out and tell her exactly the way it is so that she doesn't have any way of feeling like that sense of power or, you know, um, the fact that she's been able to pull the wool over all these people's eyes. I just don't want that to ever happen again. So I want her to be to lose her power by being around people who are smarter than her and who are very happy to call her out on it. I think she should get um, – what What I heard as you are explaining that is that what we need to do is brand her forehead with I am a manipulative murderer, do not believe me, on her forehead. So every time she speaks at someone, they will absolutely know where this conversation is going to lead Can we do if it? they believe Can her. we do it with absolutely. a Sharpie just like that pebble? <laughs> like a rock. She could probably do it Maybe well. we could just um, you could attach the rock to yeah. her forehead that is yeah. done like that. I'm going to or, attempt um, to manipulate you. Yes. Yeah, I think it needs to be that clear. Yeah, I'll just read that pebble Brand on her. your. Oh no, you're a manipulative liar. Yeah. Not to listen to you. Good warning. Thanks very much. Oh, right. <laughs> ciao, ciao. See ya. Yeah. I'm busy. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, oh. Yeah, that's a good All one. Right. I like that. Good one. Well, that was yeah. a great case, Carla. Yeah. So thank you very much, Carla. That was really good. I, f I forgot to tell you at the start of the week that, uh, start of the week, start of the um, podcast, when you said, how's your week been? We had a, a lamb born last weekend and he was rejected by his mum. Oh. So we've had to uh, bottle feed him. So after this, I'm going to bottle feed him. And I don't know if you saw, but um, we have named him Jackie because he's a lamby, and so we've called him Jackie Lamby um, <laughs> after a politician in Tasmania named Jackie Lamby. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go and feed Jackie after this. So um, maybe that's a good time to wind it all up. That's a great name. Well, you could stay there and I'll go and get Jackie and you can feed her and feed him in front of them. Well, we don't really we don't really use the video though, Stu, so you know. Video's not great. For it was podcast. too hard to edit. True. Anyway, Truth be told, well, yes, you're right. Well, you go feed Jackie yeah. Lambie and Carla. Excellent um, episode. Or oh, excellent story. And um, thank you to our listeners for continuing to listen. Uh, and um, <laughs> we will talk to you all again next week. So thank you very much. So bye. Bye, everyone. Miss you already. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at 
www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences we really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us our cover art is by john christo and music is by beauchamp from pixabay.com